Hi everyone, I'm Libby Campbell and welcome to TIC, Teachers Inspiring and Collaborating Knowledge. Are you looking for some new teaching ideas? Are you looking for some inspiration with what you do in the classroom now? Is something not working for you and you're just willing to try something new? Then this podcast is for you. Each week, I get to talk with everyday people about ideas and practices, tips and tricks that have worked for them. And then I get to share these with you while you're on the go. Enjoy. How many times have you wished for a few more hours or even just a few more minutes just to finish off that task, whether it was in the classroom with the kids or outside teaching hours? Some days, there's just not enough time. I find that teachers are very time poor, but I also find that it's the little things that can make a big difference. So in today's episode, I want to share with you some of these little things that have worked for me, and they have definitely saved me time. You may already do some of these yourself, which is fantastic. There are some, though, that I found online when researching this topic, which I hadn't even thought to try. But now that I have, I will be using them a lot more. Number one, take advantage of the kids in your class. Get students to do things for you. They can do things like pushing chairs in, putting up displays, handing out books or sheets, marking their own work, putting chairs on top of desks or taking them off desks. There's a game I like to play called Mystery Object where I actually choose an object on the floor. I don't tell students what it is and whoever happens to pick up the mystery object is rewarded whether they go out first, whether there's a prize box or a point for their team or whatever it happens to be. And it's amazing how quickly the floor gets cleaned up. Works every time. Number two, I like to actually give students a number and it correlates to their order in the role. I've actually marked the role in this way where students will number off and I can work out who's absent just simply by the students being numbered off. I've also used this um, on excursions when making sure that everyone is present or lining up to get on the bus or lining up to go into the building, for example. It does take practice, but it saves a lot of time. And I've actually seen teachers take this one step further where kids' resources are labelled with their number, such as their device or rulers or pencils, um, and it seems to work quite well. Number three, turn on your computer first thing in the morning and open all the tabs, or you can go a step further and actually have it organised in your settings so then when you turn the computer on, your most frequently used tabs come up automatically. Just a little thing makes a big change. Number four, plan a casual day or week at the beginning of each term. This can be a lifesaver, especially when you do call in sick and you do not have the energy to plan a day. If one is already done, then you're already a step ahead. I worked at a school where we had to organise a an independent booklet for each student in case a casual teacher could not be found and the class had to be split. Unfortunately, not the best way, but it is a reality with teacher shortages. So get that ahead, get that organised and planned. You'll be very grateful when you do need to use them. 
Number five, I've always had students organise for when they come into the classroom that they have a set task to do at their desk. It's usually something very independent. I've used things like typing tournament or mathletics or a simple writing task. And while students are working on that, that's when I do my admin. So I might take the role, I might check notes, tick notes off, follow up things. And it really is a 15 minute block where you can multitask. Number six, be organized. So being organized does save time. Being organized means that you know where everything is. Your desk is clear. You can see things. You can see where things are on your desk um, and you're able to reach for something at your fingertips. Be organized. Number seven, if you're lucky to have a teacher's aid, then create a to-do list for them beforehand. And hopefully it's, it's self-explanatory so you don't need to explain every little detail. So all you need to do is hand them a list. They can follow up the jobs for you. Number eight, this has saved me a few times as a casual teacher. Having multiple copies of kids' usernames and passwords for apps that they may use on their device. It's great when students know where it is too. I've been at schools where students have access to their username and password in their school diary, but not every child has their school diary and it doesn't always stay in their school diary. So having multiple copies where students can independently go and check or another copy there for the casual teacher, it's just really handy, especially in the younger years when they're just not familiar enough with their sign-ins. Number nine, train your students to place notes or anything that needs to be handed in in an in-tray so they don't actually physically have to hand it to you. I found a lot of the time when students come to class in the morning, they are full of stories, they want to tell you something um, while at the same time while notes are being handed in. So having kids practiced and trained to put it in a particular spot so you can check it while they're at their desk working independently. Number 10, invest in a paid platform for report writing. Once upon a time, this used to be looked down upon, but I think as the years progress, I think it's encouraged more these days. The report writing tool can sometimes be so much better than your own writing. Invest in a paid platform. Number 11, have your daybook online. I've seen a lot of teachers use Google Slides for this and they just cut and paste from their online program. Having it this way, they can share it with the casual teacher the day before, which I've been really appreciative of. But I've also found from a casual teacher's perspective, it's a good idea to have a printed version of the slides as well, just so you can give feedback to the classroom teacher with what got completed, who needed support, all that sort of thing. Number 12, I've found that when you have your own class, you do get to know your students really well. So when it comes to actually marking the role, all you need to do is glance across the room and you can figure out who's absent. However, as a casual teacher, when you're walking in cold into a classroom, it's really hard to know who is absent. What I used to do was call out the names from the role in order, but found it was really tedious and it was boring for the kids. So now I mark the role by looking at empty desks and I simply go up to a, 
child who's sitting next to the empty desk and write down the person's name who's absent and then I go back to the computer and mark that person as absent at a later time. And I know some people find that as a casual teacher it's a good way to get to know the kids' names when you're marking the role but I've just found you can do that later throughout the day. It just takes too long to mark the role and get to know everybody's name uh, first thing in the morning in that valuable time too. Number 13, it's a good idea to have a weekly or fortnightly cycle where you are, where you have everything planned. And I mean everything like photocopying, any resources, um, websites, books, pages bookmarked, all that sort of thing. Have it all ready within that weekly or fortnightly cycle. Again, being organized saves you time. Number 14, find a home for everything. So it's easy to find, whether it's for you, whether you're trying to find it, or other staff members, or even students. And for that to happen, you need a home such as tubs or shelves or containers, and it has to be labelled. Number 15. I haven't actually done this, but I did see a photo of a classroom where the resources that were needed, mainly for maths, were all at the teacher's fingertips. And she had them stored on the wall around the whiteboard, around the smart board, and she just used Velcro dots and had it stuck to the carpeted wall. And there were resources like meter rulers. I don't know how many times I've gone to look for a meter ruler to use in a lesson, and it's just not there. On the wall, there was also paper plates showing fractions like your halves and your quarters. There were little Ziploc bags of MAB blocks. There were clock faces. There were laminated 10 frames. There were unifix blocks um, and laminated number lines. So all those things that you commonly need, it's such a great idea to have those resources right there ready to use. I would imagine it saves a lot of time. Number 16. Following on from this, I actually saw a classroom where the teacher had created a toolkit. And basically it was a middle-sized pencil case that had everything they would need in a maths lesson. These pencil cases were numbered that correlated to the student. So here again is another example of if your student has a number, it can save a lot of um, time, especially in the younger years when they can't read their name. Um, And in this toolkit, they had counters and MAB blocks and mini clock faces. You could add a multiplication facts for those older grades they had the the necks for the 3d shapes and I just thought it was such a simple idea which would save so much time number 17 I worked at a school once where it was a year one class and the teacher had a container for blunt pencils colored pencils and a container for lead pencils and the students were trained that if their pencil was blunt or broken they would put it in this container and then just on the other side of the bench was a a whole tub sorted in colors of freshly sharpened pencils and so there was no pencil sharpening that happened during the day i know there's a lot of teachers there are a lot of teachers out there who are quite protective of their electric pencil sharpener and don't allow kids to use it. So the only pencil sharpening that happened during the day was done at the end of the day 
or during lunch during a lunch time when older students would come in and, and help sharpen pencils. But it was never done during class time. And I think that is such a great idea because so much time is wasted by students sharpening their pencils. Number 18. I love as a casual teacher walking into a classroom and there's a container of paddle pop sticks with a student's name on each stick. It is really good. It is so handy when you are after a child to answer a question and you may not know the student's names. So you just simply pull a paddle pop stick out and call upon that student. I've also seen an electronic version of this. Um, Class Dojo have an option there where you can actually choose individual students. You can actually choose pairs or small groups as well. Just saves a lot of time. Um, These ideas I actually found while researching, so I haven't actually done this, but I thought they were great. So they come from weareteachers.com, and I thought in particular they were great for younger students. The idea of using paint in palettes is always a bit of a hair curler. The number of times that paint has been wasted and washed down the sink, or spills happen when you're trying to pour paint into the palette... I actually came across this idea of keeping paint in an old liquid soap dispenser. How simple. There is no waste. You only get what you need out. You have so much more control of the paint coming out. And while we're on the topic of art and craft subjects, this website also showed the idea of using a kitchen sponge, soaking it in PVA glue, and then it sits in a plastic takeaway container. The number of grey hairs I've formed over glue sticks where lids are lost or the glue stick hasn't been wound down properly and the lids are trying, the lids are being forced back on and there is so much glue wasted. I think this idea of a sponge might be a game changer. Also on this website, and I don't know if I'd actually try this because it's not going to win any fashion awards, but they had an idea there of using a teacher apron. So you actually would tie it around your waist, just like a kitchen apron, and they have pockets for everything that you would need, such as scissors or pencils or even sticky tape. Um, I can see the benefit. I don't know if I'd use it, though. And the last point I have, number 20, are some keyboard shortcuts. Now, I am not an IT person, but these four ideas these four keyboard shortcuts have been amazing and I've tried them and I'm never going back (laughs) to how I used to do things so these shortcuts come from blog.neolms.com you may already know some of these but I was so excited when I found out about them control f so f for flower allows you to find a keyword within your document For example, if you're checking the spelling of a student's name in a report comment that you've written, this shortcut will highlight the name within the text. So instantly you can see where that name is or where that word is. Fantastic. The next one is Windows D. So if you're a Windows user, you go from from your screen open of all the windows and tabs back to your desktop in one move. I wish I knew that one a while ago. The next shortcut is Windows F, where you can find any or all of your files and folders on your system. So simple. And the last keyboard shortcut, which I didn't know about until recently, is Control Z. 
apparently a universal undo shortcut. Well, I didn't know about it. Anyway, very excited to find out about that one. It takes you back to your last command. So it's an, an undo, basically. Anyway, these are my time savers that I've used and have come across. Um, and they have saved me time. And like I said before, it's those little things that can make a big difference at the other end. If you've got any time-saving hacks that you would like to share, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me through my website at tickteaching.com or my email lib at tickteaching.com or you can contact me through Facebook and Instagram as well. If you are after this list of time-saving hacks, you can head to my website and download my show notes and it'll all be there um, also in those show notes so those other websites that I mentioned as well so it's just they're just a click away um, I really hope this helped you I'm all for whatever makes our job easier thanks guys for listening to today's episode I really hope you were able to get something out of it just a quick note that ideas in today's episode are educated opinions and experiences of mine Always inform yourself and work out what best suits you and your lifestyle before trying other people's ideas. If you would like to know more, be a guest or contribute constructive feedback, visit our website at tickteaching.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Tick Podcast. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Looking forward to doing it all again next week. Until next time... Love your kids, love yourself, take care.